All right, welcome back, Bitcoiners. I am Joe Fi, your host on the most listened to podcast about Bitcoin by my mom and sisters. And today, to start off the new year, I, I wanted to go through an article that I read uh, by Jameson Lop. It's a couple months old, but I still, I don't think it got it nearly enough attention and I, I found it very interesting. So I thought maybe some of you might find it interesting. It's uh, Jameson Lop's, uh, let's see, threat index analyzing the top five security threats uh, for Bitcoin. And it's it's always good to, to rethink how we're doing things and so on and so forth. So I actually got down, I found this article because I'm, as you know, going down the rabbit hole of multi-sig and Jameson Lopp works for or owns or I don't know what his background is. He works for CASA, which is a, is a multi-sig provider, which I've been looking at because I'm trying to vet the best... Uh, the best multi-sig for, for myself and maybe for you guys. But anyways, I found this article and I'm going to go backwards. Uh, he pulled his his audience and he also threw in one of his own. But uh, for, so, so basically there's five threats that he talks about in this article. And the last one, so number five, is inheritance planning. And I touched on it a little bit, I think, in the last episode talking about multi-sig and the options that multi-sig can offer you for inheritance planning. But he, he makes a good point. If you're talking about the overall threat to your Bitcoin, uh, inheritance is something, you know, none of us think, none of us think that anything's ever going to happen to us, but you know what? None of us make it out of this game alive. So it, it's not a bad thought to have and, uh, to plan for, and so on and so forth, but uh, you know, I'm like I'm gonna live forever. I don't know about you, but uh, anyways, if I don't, at least my wife knows how to uh, re retrieve things. And you know, as part of my multi sig, uh, my multi signature investigation digging that I'm doing, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make that a little bit cleaner. And I I really appreciated that he added that point. Um, all right, number four physical attack aka the five dollar wrench attack and uh everybody thinks that this is a big a big threat to bitcoiners and you know what if it happens to you it's the worst type of attack that you can have uh there's nothing worse than uh some massive dude standing over you with a five dollar wrench beating you until you comply and give him the keys to your bitcoin that's probably the worst case scenario anyone can think of and, you know, Jameson in, in this article talks about, you know, most of the attacks like that, physical attacks, uh, tend to stem from people buying Bitcoin physically, a.k.a., you know, uh, you find somebody on the Internet and they're like, sure, I'll sell you Bitcoin and uh, let's meet up in this dark alley and bring cash. Don't do that. Don't do that. I, I'm, I know most of you listening to this are in the United States. And it is so easy to buy Bitcoin now. And I, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of all the KYC stuff. And I, I agree with you. I agree with you. KYC sucks. But it's so much better to, to uh, show Cash App your ID than to go meet some shady dude in an alley where you're going to get jumped. You're going to get uh, worse. You know, it might be worse. I, just don't meet people 
in shady places to do shady things, you're going to be a lot happier in the long run if you don't. Um, you know, the, the other the other physical th- thing uh, to think about or physical attack that there is is sometimes they target high-profile people. But, uh, you know, I, that's, you know, since I am such a big uh, podcaster now, I, that, that's why I need the multi-sig. But so, so once I have the multi-sig in effect, you show up to my house, I won't be able to physically give you the keys. It won't happen because they're going to be dispersed and you, there's no way it's going to happen. So you can beat me all you want. You're not getting my Bitcoin. So uh, maybe that's where to think of more about the estate planning because when they kill me uh, and they kill my wife, then who's the Bitcoin go to? But uh, I, I, that is something I will address in the future here. But this is also on the physical attack, not the point of this podcast, but it's a great reason to practice your Second Amendment and, uh, you know, kind of take a little bit of responsibility for securing your home and self, if you can, where it's legal, by law, I don't know. Anyways, that's uh, just a side tangent. All right, moving on, number three. Uh Number three on the list here is government seizure, and this is uh, a little near and dear to my heart. Uh, this this is a real concern of mine, and I probably would have voted this a little bit higher. And government seizure is a real threat. It uh, people like to think that everything's perfect until until it slaps them in the face, and they realize that it's not. And as we go forward with Bitcoin. Uh, there's going to be strong incentives in the government. And you've already seen inklings of this. You know, you've got people like Elizabeth Warren, uh, Donald Trump, uh, Hillary. Uh, they've all said disparaging things about Bitcoin. But wait wait until Bitcoin's uh, $2 million a coin, and they're going to want to get their grubby hands on it because everything is going to be Bitcoin's fault. Uh, you know, inflation, that's Bitcoin's fault. Everything's going to be Bitcoin's fault. Because we know the way that politicians work, especially in America, nothing is ever their fault. Nothing is ever their fault. And so who will be the fall guy? It will be Bitcoin. So we need to prepare now. You need to prepare now. And government seizure is a real thing. And I mean, as far as Bitcoin goes, and I've talked about this before, Bitcoin's no different as far as the government's concerned than gold, right? And our government, the United States of America, has seized gold from its people uh, without without any notice or any any options. They came in and they took it. So, how do we prepare for that? Uh, I I mean, first and foremost, if you've got more than a couple hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin on an exchange, what are you doing? What are you doing? Learn how to take custody yourself. You are better off keeping it on a hot wallet on your phone. And trust me, I don't like saying that. But you need to learn how to self-custody your own Bitcoin. Uh, Because there'll be the day, there'll come a day, and that'll be the first place government attacks, is they'll go to Coinbase, they'll go to Gemini, they'll go to Cash App, and they'll say, you stop all Bitcoin withdrawals now. And guess what they're going to do? They're going to comply. They will comply because they're all regulated U.S. companies, and they will comply. And you will kick yourself in the ass 
saying, why didn't I withdraw that when I could have? Because now, now they're going to, they're going to do whatever they're going to do to it. They're probably going to rehypothecate it. They're going to take it. They're going to seize it all because you didn't withdraw it from the exchange. Okay. Uh, that's the biggest thing you can do. Uh, you know, another thing that Lop talks about in this, uh, article is he talks about buying, uh, KYC free Bitcoin, which in the last point he talked about the risk about how you're going to get you're going to get robbed if you try to buy it, you know, peer to peer. Uh, you know, I, I shouldn't totally poo poo that, but I just personally don't think it's a good idea to meet strangers with large amounts of cash ever. But, you know, if it works for you, I guess that's great. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't want to sound too uh complacent but i do think kyc is something that isn't going away and it's uh i think for the average person i think it's just a lot easier to to do it through the kyc rails and then take it off as soon as you can i mean i'm not saying you have to waste money on transactions but i'm telling you anything more than a couple hundred dollars you should be self-custody in that uh because when the government comes in to take it, it's it's going to come quickly. So, all right, moving on here. Let's get to number two. Number two, uh, digital theft and attack, or a digital attack. Uh, this is something that we always need to be aware of. It's uh, you can't you can't open your Gmail. You can't open any email. You can't even open your text messages anymore without being aware of this. Everybody is trying to scam you. I tell I tell every new Bitcoiner that I orange pill, just know that everything is a fucking scam. It's a scam. Don't trust anybody. Don't trust me. Don't trust yourself. Everything's a scam. Just fucking remember it. Everything's a scam. Okay. But but once you get that into your head, everything's a scam. You need to know <laughs> what 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 the real threats are and the real threats are like I talked about in the last point part, the, the biggest thing that they're trying to attack is trying to uh, fish you into giving up your credentials to your exchange account where they can withdraw the funds. Poof, gone forever. Okay. So first of all, don't ever fall for phishing, but you know, they, they get good. They get very good. But this is another great point of why you shouldn't keep your Bitcoin in a honeypot uh, out on Coinbase or Gemini or where Kraken, wherever you keep it. Don't keep it in the honeypot. You know, if you never keep more than a couple hundred dollars there, if you do something really dumb and you fall for a phishing attack, uh, that uh, it only costs you a couple hundred dollars because you've been withdrawing it, right? And there's something about physical storage, cold storage, where you actually have to go into the other room and get this and get that. And then you realize you're like, mm, maybe something's not right here. Right. Um, but that's just another great reason to never keep it in uh, in an exchange. You know, the other thing that they do is a lot of people think that uh, I'm sure most of you are aware, but a lot of people think that because they, they've got the text verification uh, turned on on their account that somehow they're safe and they're not. Uh, I mean, th there are cases of people losing millions of dollars of Bitcoin because they, they do what's called a, si a SIM swap or a SIM attack. 
where they call up AT&T or Verizon, whoever. And they're like, hey, this is Joe Fi, and I lost my uh, I lost my phone, and I'm plugging in a new one. Blah, 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 blah. They take over your phone account, and they, they have previously fished you and know your login information. So now they've... They've taken over. They need to take over your phone account, and it's a lot easier than people think, right? Uh, just think of the idiots you've dealt with at uh, the AT and T store, right? Uh, those are the people working behind the phones too. If not, uh, if they're not offshore somewhere, they don't care about your account, first of all. Uh, and these people are very good and very persistent. So. Uh, SIM or uh, text messages is not a secure method to secure any account. Just so you know, you should be using an authentic authenticator app like Google Authenticator. Even though we don't like Google, Authy is another one. Uh, far far better. And what I actually like is I, I like the uh, physical keys. Um, can't remember what they're called off the top of my head. Um, got uh, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, that where you physically have to have the key, plug it into your USB drive, and then touch it to uh, make it turn on. Anyways, that that's a high, high, high bar to cross. But but just don't. First of all, don't keep your any Bitcoin on exchanges. Second of all, don't have your only security feature be a, a text message uh, alert or code that they text you. Um, and then you know. Just get it off the exchanges. Get it off the exchanges, and and most of the digital attacks are moot then. Uh, but this is probably, probably on a daily basis, probably the uh, most common uh, threat from outside threat that any Bitcoiner will face. Because I mean, you make the wrong move, uh, people are right there wanting to steal your Bitcoin. So, uh, you know, Lop also makes a point. Uh, don't share intimate financial details with others. In the same way, it's dangerous to go around flashing cash in pub in pub publicly. Uh, it's a bad idea to talk about Bitcoin, and I'm guilty of that. But I don't have a lot of Bitcoin, so I don't care. <laughs> I, I I I'm I and whatever. But but don't don't ever tell anyone the number, right? Um, you know, if you've got ten billion or ten billion. Let's say you've got 25 Bitcoin, right? Uh, why would you tell them? Would you walk around and be like, here's my Wells Fargo statement. I've got $23 million in the bank. No. So, so you know, put your get your ego in check, shut your fucking mouth, and don't tell anybody what you have. There's no, there's no need for it. You know, there, there's absolutely no need for it. Anyhow, let's keep moving on to number one. And this is my biggest fear, especially with some of the people I've orange-pilled. Uh, number one is accidental loss. And so I, I've been preaching, you know, take everything off the exchange. Uh, take it off the exchange. Custody it yourself. Be a sovereign individual. <sighs> but the risk of that is accidental loss. And that is setting it up in the wrong way. Uh Setting it up in the wrong way, not uh, not backing it up. You you wouldn't believe how often that happens where people don't have a backup and nobody plans for a fire. 
nobody plans for a flood. Nobody plans for any of these terrible things, a tornado. Nobody plans for any of this to happen. But uh, this is why you need to plan for it because just like you have insurance, you don't ever want to have to use it, but you need it. So, and if you're going to be your own bank, you need to have procedures in place to back this stuff up. And I'll link it below. I linked it in the uh, New Year's video. You know, one of the ways is to have your physical backup, your seed phrase. So, so if you're doing a, some type of cold storage, you're going to have a seed phrase and you need a physical backup, not online. Let me make that clear. I know, I know I'm probably preaching to the choir here. All of you know most of this, but you never don't store it in your Google drive because if you ever get compromised there, uh, a hacker sees 24 words and nothing else in a document. Guess what? The first thing they're going to do is they're going to plug it into and try to steal your Bitcoin. So you never do it online. You do it physically and you store it in a safe place. And so, so I'll link it below. What I think is just absolutely neat is to do it on stainless steel. And, uh, anyways, I'll, I'll link the video, but then you, you, uh, you, you weld two together and it's, uh, unless you knew what you were looking for, nobody would ever know that there was a seed phrase inside of there. Anyways, check out the video. It, it's it's kind of neat, um, but so 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 backing it up, ac- uh, the the threat of accidental loss you need to back up, and that's another reason. I mean, I, I guess I I could call this episode a continuation of the multi sig discussion because this is another reason multi sig is so important. Because let's say. You know, uh, tomorrow, Jofi, the Jofi Citadel gets wiped out by a tornado. If uh, everything's backed up here and it's scattered to the wind, right, uh, I'll never find it, right? But well, with multi-sig, if I've got uh, two or three multi-sig and I only had one key in the Jofi Citadel, I'm fine. You know, unless unless the entire state or where every place gets destroyed at once i'm fine because let's say in that scenario of the 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 jofi compound being destroyed uh i've got one at the uh at my father-in-law's and one of my mom's right one of my friend pat's i i don't know wherever if i've got more than if i've got three and two of them are dispersed geographically i'm fine you know i'm not fine because i gotta go build another house but uh my bitcoin will be fine so, so that's another reason that I'm harping on uh, getting it through my thick skull of why I need multi-sig so bad. Uh, what else here? And, and then the other reason is, you know, a lot of people set up passwords that they'll forget. And please don't do that. <laughs> please, please, please don't do that. And uh, I, I think ultimately if you're going to self-custody any amount of Bitcoin, a multi-sig is the way to go. And, you know, well, you can stay on this journey with me because that's what I need and that is what I'm working on. Anyhow, that's that's it for the for this story, the Threat threat Index by Jameson Lopp. Uh, I want to know what you, what, what do you guys consider your biggest threat? Um, 
you know, is it, uh, is it the $5 wrench attack? Is it, uh, is it you losing it? I mean, I, I know people that even as much as I preach getting it off the exchange, they're more worried ab- about the risk of loss than they are the government, uh, anything else, uh, digital attack. They're more worried about themselves not not being able to handle it than than anything else. And, you know, is that you? Uh, if that's the case, you know, I, I think some of these other options that like, like CASA or Unchained, where, where they literally will hold your hand and walk you through the multi-sig uh, process, uh, might be a good option for you. So, I mean, even if you don't trust yourself, that there are other options. Maybe I'll explore it. Uh, let me know if you want me to explore some of the other options that are more beginner friendly, I guess, uh, I, or maybe that's not the right word. Maybe, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? So anyways, uh, if you're still here, thanks for sticking around. Let me know your thoughts and I will see you next time.